Welcome back to another episode of Lady You're Scaring Us. I'm Taylor. I'm Hillary. And who do we have back today? I'm Marisa. Marisa. Fan Hello. favorite. You and yeah. Amy. Mm. I mean, you, her, and Potmar are the only people that have been on here. Besides Who's Morgan. Oh, um, Morgan, yeah. Everybody's been a fan favorite. I don't know. Some redheaded girl that used to mm. be here. I don't know her. I vaguely Red remember. Pretty, really liked Disney World. She didn't know who Cher was. Mm-hmm. That's now that yeah, I remember. Yeah, remember you about came mm-hmm. across the table? Yes, I yeah. did. Mm-hmm. I think she joined a cult. Oh. Yes, she did. She did. She did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She didn't read my shirt. No, Maurice's wearing a Don't Be Cult t shirt. Mm-hmm. Get yours online. Leah Remini's um, collection. I'm not going to lie. Get your merch. I, oh, is that what first, that's mm-hmm. when I When I first saw it, I thought it said County. Well, no. <laughs> it's just reminding you to not that be That would just be the t shirt that was made for me. Don't Be County would be mine. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but you're wearing your West Canaan Coyotes shirt, tweeter. Look at it. Look at the back. It says tweeter. Oh my god. Tweeter. For any Varsity Blues fans out there, you you already know what it is. It's a fucking ten. A ten. Oh my god. That's Miss Davis. Okay. You're gonna be kind of excited about this. Am I? Yes. Because mm. it's got a little. Uh, we're talking about um, a punk rock band. Okay. In the '90s. Mm, already so love the, it. In the theme of Nirvana and <sighs> Soundgarden, Pearl Jam, you get Smashing it. Pumpkins. Yes. Have you ever heard That's a great song. Yeah. She's, dude, she's so good. She needs to start a band. I would just be the merch girl because I'd just be excited to be there. So do you know who uh, Mia Zapata is? Mm-hmm. We're going to be covering her murder today. Okay, well, I just lied. I don't know who she is. <laughs> <laughs> I full-fledged believed you. I was like, absolutely. Really good at lying. Exactly who that is. Really good at lying. Um, never thought that I would have trust issues with you, but now I do. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to start off. By- Marisa. Yes. How do you feel about the city of Seattle? Go Hawks. Okay. okay. Well, <laughs> that's not you, so be yeah. honest. Come on. You're not as good as a liar as me. I, I love Seattle. Yeah. So give me more. Um, Do you feel safe in the city of Seattle? In certain parts. Okay. How many times have you been? Um, well, I actually <laughs> lived there. I lived there for a few. <laughs> shut up. For a few days. <laughs> I lived there for like six months. When? And then I visited um, a couple of times since. When I was 20. Damn. I lived, I lived uh, on the outskirts of Seattle for two years. Oh. As a military kid. Loved it. Thought yeah. it was great. Scenery. Mm-hmm outstanding mm-hmm. i know where seattle is on a map oh i love that you should visit sometime yeah yeah parts of it are very nice i, I wouldn't to. go to pioneer square that's where the drugs are you wanted to go there no you shouldn't go there oh got it <laughs> people in seattle are like wait a minute what kind of drugs uh i don't know Good i ones? feel like heroin's a real big other i mean in the 90s i'm sure mm-hmm. i mean marijuana is pretty prominent that's but not i think it's legal drug. there i know <laughs> Uh, I mean, but whenever we were walking through Pioneer Square, They'd there were a lot of, they're just like on the, yeah, on the, on the street, just sitting there straight up shooting up, whatever. I don't know what they were doing. I, did, I didn't ask. Sounds like a party. Mm. All right. So we're just going to jump right into this. Mia Zapata was born August 25th, 1965 in Illinois. A little spoiler alert. She's a part of the 27 club. She died oh. at 27. Mm. Okay. Um, and she was a real rocker then. Yeah. So, um... <laughs> throw me off (laughs) she grew up a smart and sensitive kid with a natural connection to music and performing shortly after being born in illinois she relocated with her family to louisville kentucky you know what they say about kentucky marisa you get lucky there thank you hillary you're welcome (laughs) 
I uh, didn't me, know. Do you fucking know now? Mia learned how to play the guitar and the piano by the age of nine. She was influenced by punk rock, jazz, blues, and R&B singers such as Billie Holiday, Ray Charles. Hank Williams was even in there. Why? Why do you drink? Uh, Hank. Why? Actually, I feel like this is Hank Sr., <laughs> so it'd probably be more like, there's a tear in my bear, because I'm crying for, for you, dear. dear. In 1984, Mia enrolled in Antioch College, located in Yellow Springs, Ohio. I think it's pronounced Antioch. Antioch. What did I say? Antioch. Antioch. Guys, you guys know I can't read. Right. And when you tell me to do stories, I get anxiety. We do it, so you'll mess up words and we can make fun of you. She said Man, she's so fucking stupid. Your parents never bought you hooked on comics. My parents don't love... They did, and I just made raps out of it. (laughs) Listen, I was a theatrical kid, okay? You have to be able to read scripts to be in the theater. Hmm. Or I could just make it up. All right, enough of that. Can we talk about this poor woman? Jesus. Who went to Antioch? (laughs) What was it again? Antioch. Antioch. Mm Mm-hmm. Arch. No. <laughs> like the Lochness monster. <laughs> yes. I hate it here. Oh, you know what? This is my departure from the show. Goodbye. All right. She went to the college in Yellow Springs, Ohio as a liberal arts student. Yeah. Marisa. <laughs> in um, September 1986, she and classmates Steve, Matt, and Andy formed the punk rock band The Gits. G-E-T-S. Hmm? G-E-T-S. Gits. Gits? The Gits. G-I-T-S. G-I-T-S. Mm. Does that stand stand for anything? Okay. Who knows? After playing music, for, <laughs> after playing music for a while, the band got restless and moved to Seattle in 1989. They heard there was an interesting music scene happening, and it immediately felt like home. Mia was the first of the group to get gainfully employed. She was a dishwasher at a local dive bar. Main reason why she wanted to work this job is because she wanted to pick up and leave and go on the road. She could, and there would be no ifs, ands, or buts. Mm-hmm. Maybe a few buts. Big ones. The dive bar was ironically near a mental hospital. Eccentric folks would often come in. Mia would say, I love my job. I get paid to hear people's problems. Mia had a great sense of humor, loved to meet new people, and had no problem cracking jokes. The four moved into an abandoned building that they lovingly called the Rat House because they're poor. Squatters? Yeah, probably. They're in a punk rock band. The Gits' powerful driving music and poetic lyrics were creating a stir in the area. They had shows there often with their friends. You might know them. Seven Year Bitch was the name of the band. No. Um, Yeah, I didn't know them either, but I love the name of them. Seven Year Bitch. In 1992, the band released its debut album, Frenching the Bully. (laughs) (laughs) That's the name of the album, Frenching the Bully. Their reputation progressively increased within the grunge scene in Seattle. In June 1993, Atlanta Records made an offer to sign the gift. Mia got her haircut and started to dress more of how she liked. After talking with her record exec, she played a solo show in LA. The Gits just released a CD and national tour dates had been set. Everyone who knew Mia said she never seemed happier. Did you listen to any of their music? No. Wow. You didn't do that much research, did you? This is the last story I will be telling. (laughs) (laughs) Promise. Look, we've just been in a hostile environment for the whole weekend, so naturally, we're going to be hostile towards yeah. Taylor. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. 100%. At around 2 a.m. on July 7th, 1993, Mia left the Comet Tavern in Capitol Hill area of Seattle. She stayed at a studio space in the basement of an apartment building located a block away, a.k.a. the Rat House. 
and briefly visited a friend who lived on the second floor. This was the last time she was seen, was July 7th, 1993, and 2 a.m. She may have walked a few blocks west or north to a friend's apartment. Or east or west. That's the thing. No one really knows. No one knows yeah, where yeah. she went when she left. She could have gone anywhere. Fun fact, that Capitol Hill is where the gays are. So you're saying a gay person did it? Wow, Marisa. No, I'm just saying. Get a life. <laughs> Mia's body was discovered near the intersection of 24th Avenue South and South Washington Street at around 3.30 a.m. That same day? Uh-huh. Jesus. Located in Seattle's Central District, or as... You know, where would that be? What would Central District be? Mm, I'm not sure. You don't fucking know anything. She had been beaten, raped, and strangled. It is believed she encountered her attacker shortly after 2.15 a.m. Her body was not initially identified, and uh, so she had no identification on her when she was found. An episode of Forensic Files revealed that she was identified after the medical examiner, who was a fan of the Gits, recognized her. Yikes. Now, here's a little interesting fact. The medical examiner that identified her body will later become the medical examiner that... uh, identified um kurt cobain yep according to the medical examiner if she had not been strangled she would have died from internal injuries suffered from beating according to court documents an autopsy found evidence of a struggle in which mia suffered blunt impact to her abdomen in a lacerated liver mia is buried at cave hill cemetery in her hometown of louisville the seattle music community including some of its most famous bands nirvana pearl jam and Soundgarden, helped raise seventy thousand dollars to hire a private investigator to look further into this won't you come? That private investigator was Leah Heron. She continued to investigate on her own time. In 1998, after five years of investigation, Seattle police detective Dale Tallman said, we're no closer to solving the case than we were right after the murder. Fast forward. In 2003, Florida fisherman Jesus Mezquia was arrested and charged in connection with Zapata's murder based on DNA evidence. Hmm. A DNA profile was extracted from saliva found in bite marks on Mia's body and kept in cold storage until the str technology was developed for full extraction that's crazy they were able to get saliva from the bite marks yeah i mean they found her so she so she died what what year 93 so like 10 years later Mm -hmm. i can't count they're still investigating okay awesome an original entry in in 2001 failed to generate a positive result but mosquitoes dna entered the national codis database after he was arrested in florida for burglary domestic abuse in 2002 Mm. he had a history of violence toward women, including domestic abuse, burglary, assault, and battery. All of his ex-girlfriends and his wife had filed reports against him. There was also a report of his indecent exposure on file against him in Seattle within two weeks of Mia's murder. However, there was no known prior link between the two of them. So you probably just saw her walking down the road. Mm-hmm. And he had, um, and he came over from Cuba in 1980 on that Muriel boat lift. Is when, like, what's his name? The guy who was the, uh... Fidel Castro? Yes. When he was like telling everybody you can go wherever you want you can flee or not so they fleed he came from cuba not that that matters but just a fun fact mosquito did not testify in his own defense and maintained his innocence the prosecution theory was that he saw zapata leave the bar and followed her a short distance before her attack she was wearing headphones and mm. she had a hoodie so mm. there was no she mm. wouldn't have heard him coming yeah her headphones covered her ears and she would have been unaware of any danger until he grabbed her and dragged her into his car where he assaulted her in the back seat uh jesus was convicted in 2004 and initially sentenced to 37 
37 years. On appeal, he was given a sentence of 36 years beginning in January 2003. He died in a Washington hospital on January 21st, 2021 at the age of 66. From what? Natural causes. Mm-hmm. At um, 66? At the age of 66. Yeah, maybe he had a bad heart or something. Um, in the aftermath of Mio's murder, friends created a self-defense group called Home Alive. Home Alive organized benefit concerts and released albums with the participation of many bands, again, including Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, Heart. Joan Jett also recorded an album with the surviving members of the Gits called Evil Stig. Hmm. The Home Alive group's instructors offered a range of courses from anger management and use of pepper spray to martial arts. In 2005, a documentary film, The Gits Movie, was produced about Mia's life, the Gits, and Seattle music scene. Its first showing occurred at the Seattle International Film Festival in May of that same year. Another version of the film appeared two years later at the 2007 South by Southwest Film Festival. The final cut was released theatrically in over 20 North American cities on July 7th, 2008, and the 15th memorial anniversary of Zabata's death. Mia is often cast as a symbol for feminist activism. Mia's death caused a sense of defeat and fear within the Seattle community. The Seattle Times marked the murder as the moment the Seattle scene lost its sense of invincibility. Kristen Storm recalls Mia's death as a reality check, stating that they were all very tough people, and as a group of women, they are all really strong, outspoken, and hard-hitting. Very opinionated women, and the perception of, we're not victims at all in any way, and this can't happen to women that aren't victims. And I think Mia's death shattered that myth for all of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I would think that uh, that kind of changed this outlook for them in many ways. Mm-hmm. Seattle wasn't safe anymore for them after that. Mm-hmm. Wild, huh? And then Courtney yeah. Love killed Kurt Cobain. And <laughs> I think it's crazy that the same medical examiner, medical examiner, um, yeah, and I wonder, his. like, can you? I'm sure you can tell people, like, that wouldn't be a HIPAA violation, would it? To be like, yes, <laughs> what? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Probably not because you have to appear in court. So what are you looking up? I'm looking at the the band, the Gits. I have to I have to check it out. Well, I hope y'all enjoyed my story because these two assholes didn't. No, I, I did. enjoyed it. Yeah, oh. I, I want to see a picture. I want to see what she looks like. Yeah, I was thinking it was a band of women. So she's she was the only woman. She was the only woman. And just a uh, you know uh, what? <laughs> wrong place, wrong time. She looks like somebody i can't put my finger on it she's got a familiar looking face she looks like she's in a 90s grunge band for mm-hmm. sure yeah the thing is too that was interesting is like she came from a wealthy family like two, both of her parents were like film executives so she could have had it made but she she chose to pave her own way which i think is admirable her pictures are like um janice joplin vibes she was compared to janice joplin a lot in the mm. things that i read interesting no, that was interesting. I never heard yeah. of her. Yep. Thank you, Taylor. You're welcome, even though I did a sloppy job. Nah. Thanks, guys, so much for your it encouragement. Worse. Thank you so much for your encouragement. It makes me really want to do another one. Um, I dedicate that episode to my bestie, Anna Tessie Savvy, because she told me to do it, and it's right up her alley. And it was a great story. Thanks for the suggestion. Everybody send us suggestions. We like your suggestions, especially when it's stuff that we've never heard before, like that. Yeah. I had never heard of her. Right. Yeah, so send us, send us your lesser-known people. I actually got a suggestion of a person from someone on our Instagram and he's a lesser known killer but I have seen him featured in like some of the books that I use for research mm-hmm. and she like her family actually knew him so oh, wow. she has some kind of she has a little inside inf- not inside info but you know stuff that her family has told her about him and what they knew about him nice. so that's what I'm working Interesting. on so yeah thanks for listening and tune in to us next time on Lady You're Scaring Us if you don't follow us on Instagram do that that do way it. you can give us your suggestions and send us nice messages or just whatever. But um, did I say the Instagram name, Lady Underscore? 
Lady you underscore your scarena. Well, it's lady underscore your scarena. What's wrong with us? I feel like our group is not it, on. It's not. We're off. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's wrong with us. But anyway, thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Yeah, bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>